We in here. New Wave Radio, New Wave Podcast. We in the building. You know I'm doing the Instagram live real quick. Shout out to everybody that's on IG. Thank you for everybody for tuning in. It's 9.18 p.m. 9.18, we out here, we in the building, man. You know, we still quarantining. We slowly getting off quarantine. Slowly but surely, we're moving off of quarantine. We're in the yellow in Pennsylvania. I don't know what everybody else is on, but we're in the yellow. Let me give everybody a shout-out real quick. Shout-out to Spotify. Shout-out to iHeartRadio. Shout-out to um, Apple Music, Google. Shout-out to everybody. Shout-out to the new... Instagram page, new underscore wave underscore podcast, new underscore wave underscore podcast, shout out to everybody that's on here, shout out to everybody that added me, you know what I mean, we, we, um, we looking forward to some good days ahead of us, even though a lot of people are still afraid to come outside, you know what I'm saying, it's okay, because they hit us with the bullshit, they hit us with the bullshit, they made us, motherfucking they say, yo, don't come outside. They had us like to the point where we ain't want to come outside, but we out here now. People protesting, people shopping, people going online, people going offline. The beaches is packed. Everything is looking good. Everything is looking good. It's, it's slowly getting back to the way we used to be, but I don't think it'll ever be that way. I got some grill. I got some shit on the grill right now. I got some jerk chicken, some barbecue wings. I'm out here. I'm trying to live day by day. You know what I mean? We doing it. Hopefully, everybody had a good weekend. Hopefully, everybody had a good weekend. That's good that the parks are crowded. People need to get out. People need to get out. People need to get out and move around. And enjoy themselves. Enjoy your life. Enjoy yourself. Don't be so boxed in. Don't be boxed in to the point where you're going to go drive yourself crazy and get nervous. Because if you're scared to go outside, and that's a different type of anxiety you're going to be facing. That's heart attack. That's stroke. That's some shit that you ain't going to be ready for. That's some shit you don't want. You got to be ready to go outside. You got to be cautious. When you outside, just chill. Just relax. Move around a certain way. Walk around. Same shit you've been doing. You know, this is airborne, but you know what I'm saying? You're not going to get it by walking outside. You need the vitamin D. You need to get outside. You need to go outside and have some fun. Ride a roller coaster or something. Today on New Wave Podcast, we talking about, you know, I listened to the first episode, first ever episode I, I recorded today. I listened to it this morning around like 8.30 in the morning. I said, yo, let me see some shit. I'm on iHeartRadio and I listened to it and I said, damn, you know what I mean? It showed a lot of growth. But the first episode wasn't really about much. But the first episode that people don't understand was last year. Right before the All-Star game in Charlotte. You know, the year before last, last year, this All-Star game, then the last All-Star game, my shit came out then. 
I was just talking some regular shit. You know what I mean? We was just kicking it. Talking about the Grammys. Cardi B won a Grammy. Shout out to Cardi B. Shout out to everybody that was nominated in that year. Nipsey. Drake. All of them, man. Shout out to them. But that was a that was that was that's how long ago it's been. And I had one major platform. Now we here. So tonight we talk about peer-to-peer support. Should you be offended if your peers don't support you? You know, should you be like mad? Should you feel like you left out of the circle? See, I'm going to give you my insight on that in a little bit. Because I talked about this before. When I was on my old Instagram page, I spoke on this. So I'm going to speak on this again today. We're going to talk Wu-Tang Clan. We're going to set it off with some Stefan Marbury talk. I don't have his numbers. But we're talking Steph Marbury, Stefan Marbury, Lincoln High School, Coney Island, Brooklyn, New York. You know, Steph was one of the motherfuckers that had the meanest game ever. Steph would get out on that court. Steph would look like, you know, people looked at Steph like he was God. I'm talking about basketball God. You know, Steph, I don't know if a lot of people are familiar with who Marbury is, but Marbury now got a statue of his body in China. His whole body, not just his head from the head to the neck. The whole body is in China. Marbury. This is how much of an impact this young boy had. I don't have to say stats. I just say his name. Steph Marbury. Stephon Marbury was a problem. For New York City basketball, for basketball around the world. Nobody was seeing him. It was to the point where they made him have a rivalry with Allen Iverson. Yeah, Iverson was nice. Iverson was a beast. He was running up and down the court, doing his crossover and doing all this and doing all that. But we talking Marbury now. When you think about Marbury, you don't you don't you don't think about top three in the league, top five in the league. Marbury is a legend. Without NBA status, he's a legend. Let's be clear. Let's get that shit clear right now. Instagram, podcast world, Marbury legendary. You cannot take away from that young man's game. You can't. See, what you can't do, what you can do is let the media dictate everything. You can say, oh, media can tell me this. But let me tell you something. What you can't do is deny the fact that this young man, Stephon Mulberry, Coney Island, Lincoln Projects, is legendary. He's Brooklyn. He's Brooklyn. And Brooklyn people are very prideful. 
I don't know a lot of people. A lot of people might listen to this podcast and they don't understand. See, some people listen to this podcast from Iowa. Some people listen to this podcast from Canada. The fact of the matter is people listen to this podcast. They might not watch the Instagram. But I'm going to tell you out there. Fuck what these what these media people say. Marbury is legendary. He's legendary. I know it's a lot of people that might might look at this young man and say, "Oh, he put the Vaseline on his face and he ate the Vaseline and he did this and he did that." Oh, Steph going crazy. Let me tell you something. For you to get a statue on the planet Earth, you gotta be the shit. You gotta be the shit. For you to get a statue, I'm gonna say that again, on the planet Earth, you gotta be the shit. That motherfucker got a statue. Shout out to Steph Marbury, man. That motherfucker got a whole fucking body double of himself in Asia. Let's talk about some Steph when growing up. You know, Steph came out of high school. He didn't come out of high school. He went to Lincoln High School in Brooklyn. That was probably at the time one of the wildest schools. That wasn't a Catholic school. That was a public school. You know what I'm saying? So motherfuckers from all over the city was at that school. At the time, see, I'm going to take you guys for a walk. Because we talking about Marbury and the Wu-Tang Clan. At the time the Wu-Tang Clan was popping, Marbury was popping. So, a lot of people don't understand that. So, you're going to, you're getting this kid, you get this kid coming out of, coming from Lincoln High School. He, he balling. He's a problem. He making waves all around the world for his game. And he busting dudes' ass. He he dropping 30 a game on dudes. In high school. I'm talking about he giving it to dudes from 9th, 10th, 11th, and 12th. Steph was serving them. So he became the best basketball player in the country. You see, before Allen Iverson, a lot of people don't understand. You were saying Marbury. You were speaking his name. You were saying his name. His name was in Sports Illustrated. His name was in ESPN. All of the top media outlets were screaming, Stefan Marbury. Nope. Yep. Allen Iverson's name came about, but Stefan Marbury's name was there. You feel what I'm saying? Rucker Park. Take it to the streets. He was really out there balling. He was really a problem. He made it okay to go outside and do the, the God sham guard and all that shit. We're going to talk about God. We're going to speak on sham guard soon. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that. But Marbury was one of them guys... 
cracking the butt. Like, Mulberry was one of them guys that you had to, you didn't look up to, but you looked at. Because we didn't look up to, see, the era where I'm from, we didn't look up to many people. We didn't look up to people. We looked at them. And Mulberry was one of them guys that we looked at. Like, yo, the young, the youngin over there about to, about to, he about to score. He about to hit it, he about to hit it big with that basketball. You see what I'm saying? See, it's a different, see, a lot of people when they come, when they, it's, it's errors, right? It's errors, and I always talk about this. I don't brag about it, I speak on it. It's errors, right? Well, I come from an era where everybody, where it was like you had to get in when you fit in. You had to figure out a way to line yourself up to be known. And I'm not talking about line yourself up to be known like, oh, I got to be a follower, I got to be a flunky. You had to get in when you fit in. So if you play basketball, you looked at Stephon Marbury. You didn't look at Kobe Bryant. You didn't look at Allen Iverson. You looked at Steph. Steph was that dude. So he get drafted out of Georgia Tech. He played one year in Georgia Tech. He get drafted. Goes to the um, Minnesota Timberwolves. Him and KG supposed to be this motherfucking awesome duo. Tom Gugliotta. All the motherfuckers over there. It was okay. I'm not going to get involved into what they say in the locker room, but it was all right. They balled. The thought of it was crazy. Them two on the same team. Steph just lobbing it. Doing that. But slowly but surely they broke it up. But let me tell you guys something. What happened? Steph went to the fucking New York Knicks. And New York City went lost a fucking mind. Shout out to Stephon Marbury, man. New York City lost a fucking mind. We had a hero. We had a hero from Brooklyn. We had a hero from fucking Brooklyn, New York. That's like Biggie Smalls signing the Rockefeller. Marbury was like Biggie signing the Rockefeller at the time. That motherfucker went to the Knicks. I'm talking about if you a Knicks fan, motherfucker, make some noise. Because that motherfucker went to the Knicks and fucking made his name. New York City, this is the metropolis. This is the mecca of basketball. You able to play for your hometown. We're not talking about Steph when he played for Phoenix. We're not talking about Steph when he played for Brooklyn. We're not talking about Steph whenever he played for anybody else. We talk, we're not talking about Steph in Beijing. We're talking about Stephon Mulberry in New York City. That was their chance. That was their chance to make a push. They were supposed to build. I don't give a fuck how old he was. I don't give a fuck what was out of shape on him. Steph could poop. Steph was one of the most durable basketball players that I've seen. That motherfucker never walked off the court limping. He never cried. He was tough. He was very strong. So, you know, you say you got this young boy, Steph, in New York City. You build around him. 
you add on to that. You don't just add no no fucking halfway ass dudes on the basketball team. You got to put bodies around this young man. They tried it, right? But what they didn't do is try hard enough. Because the Knicks were supposed to win a ring with Steph in that on that lineup. This is a hometown hero, all right? Here's his career going full circle. He's in the place where he wants to be. He wants to play for New York. The lights. You're not from New York, you don't understand. From the man outside selling the hot dogs, to the gyros, to the pizzas, to the liquor stores, selling all this crazy shit to the people. New York, get your New York programs. That shit is exciting, dog. That shit is exciting. If you ain't never been to New York, take a trip when the motherfucking basketball season start. And feel what I'm talking about. You got to feel that that shit is electrifying. That shit is powerful. So when the Knicks got this young man, my thing is, what were you dudes thinking about? You're supposed to build around this young boy, Steph. You're supposed to build around Steph. You're supposed to make the team great. This kid's been a winner all his life. He's been a winner all his life. Except in college, he had his ups and downs in college at Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech, he only played one year. So the boy only played one year. He didn't even give himself a chance to win in college. He came out strictly to win in the NBA. See, when a young motherfucker come out of college... And they say, yo, I don't want to play this motherfucker. I want to go to the league. That's because they could believe in their heart that they can win. So when they don't win, it's a fucking confidence downer. It, it, it sucks the life out of them. You know what I'm saying? Because these dudes are born, are winning. They've been winning since they were children. I said this about football players. These guys been winning since they were kids. They don't know what it is to lose. Only thing they know is W. Win. Beat people. Get out there and dominate. So the, I think the NBA, the league, kind of let Steph down. The league let Steph down. The owners let Steph down. Because when you pair him up with somebody like Kevin Garnett, win. All I see is W's in the future. You got to build... You got a, a point guard, a power forward. All you need to do is build around those two core players right there. You get a six-man. And this might be easier said than done, but it can be done. You get yourself a six-man, somebody off the bench, drop a quick 30. You build your roster up around Stephen Garnett. Y'all competing now. Even when Steph went to New York, you build around that young boy. 
don't matter how old he is. You build around him. He got experience. He's mentally strong. He's built for the league. I swear I think they let Steph down. And then for them to blackball him, you know what I'm saying? The ball put out sneakers, you know what I'm saying? So Steph put out sneakers, right? They shitted on him because of the sneakers he put out. So they've been, it's almost like they've been gunning for Steph since he came into the league. They've been trying to break him down. He put out the bullshit Marberries, right? The, the Marberries. For kids, these shoes are made for children. 13 and under. They made it look like he put out the worst product on earth. Like the young boy put out sneakers that was a reasonable price. He explained itself to people. I put these out for the single moms that can't afford Jordans. Etc. Etc. So what do the people do? Like, say Nike, Reebok, Adidas, Pumas, NBA, all this shit. They, they plot it. Because now you're competition. Now you're going up against the big dogs. You can't do that. Don't put out no shoe unless we allow it. The shit got to have our check on it or our three stripes or whatever on it. They shit it on his sneaker. They shit it on the sneaker. They made it look like he was putting out rejects. So now Steph putting out reject sneakers. But Shaq could put out the Shaqs and those shits could sell out fucking Walmart. So you telling me Shaq could put out Shaqs but Steph can't put out Steph's? Starberries? So the boy, it's almost like he been dealt a bad hand when he came into the league. Let's move forward a little bit, a couple steps forward. Steph goes to China. Steph wins a championship in China. Like I said, they build a statue for Steph. You got to be a bad motherfucker, like I said earlier, to get a statue of your body. On this world. Anywhere on this fucking globe. You got a body of you. You the shit. Once again. His life goes full circle. You know what it is? Because Steph didn't quit. You got to give him his props. Steph didn't quit. He got that Brooklyn mentality. He's from, he's from the hood. He's not stopping. He's going to keep going. Steph kept going. What a lot of people do is they stop. Once they get once they get a pitfall in the road, they stop. They say, "Yo, fuck it. I'm 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 a rap. I'm done. I can't do it no more. I'm just going to take whatever life gives me." But you know what? Not him. He kept it pushing. He went and tried out. The NBA said the NBA said you can't play in this league no more. Steph goes overseas and plays in China. Steph wins a ring in China. Steph gets a statue in China. Steph gets endorsements in China. Steph writes books. Steph shoots a movie. Steph movie does numbers. It's never over. It's a 
Cinderella story is never over. It's never over. You don't have to quit. No matter how old you are, keep pushing. Learn from these people. Learn from people like Marbury. Steph Marbury didn't throw the talent. He could have easily sat in the projects and chilled with his his family. And do cookouts for the neighborhood and have basketball tournaments for the neighborhood and just just ran his ran his course. I'm I'm done. I'm not doing it no more. The NBA said I was over. I'm over. But no, he didn't do it. You see, that's a lot of shit. That's a lot that goes on. The system told you that you're over, right? You ain't got to let the system be the judge of your life. A lot of people been had a lot of people had three strikes a long time ago they wrote you off they told you no you can't get in you can't sit at the table with us we're eating we're doing proper etiquette we're chowing down we don't want you here it's up to you to take them up on that offer or you can say you know what i'm coming in kicking the fucking table over i'm sitting the fuck down now what That's the attitude you can have, or you can have that relaxed, bullshit, sorrowful attitude and just kick your feet up and say, you know what, woe is fucking me. You you got a choice. You don't have to let them dictate your narrative, your narrative, this is your life. What Marbury did, he turned his life around. The odds been against him since he came into the league. He don't have a crossover like Iverson, but Steph had one of the meanest crossovers. They picked Iverson over Steph. The league told him to leave. You pat you 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 shoot too much. He was in New Jersey. You shoot too much. They didn't appreciate him. He come to the Knicks. You shoot too much. It's like, God damn, motherfucker, can can the dude live? Can he just shoot? And score? You see, I took out the stats of Steph purposely because I could have easily brought in the stats. But with Steph, see, I fuck with Steph so hard that it's not about the stats with him. It's about the person. Numbers don't ride, numbers don't fly here. See, he's he's a fellow Brooklynite. And I like his journey because Steph could have been any one of us. A lot of us got a little bit of Marbury in in us. You know, he's from our hood. He's from my hood, not our hood, my hood. He ain't from Buffalo. He ain't from fucking Norfolk, Virginia. He ain't from Miami-Dade County. He's from fucking Coney Island, Brooklyn, New York. So when when we speak about our own, we speak about them passionately. How you supposed to get it? People can say what they want. Oh, they robbed Steph at the light. 
Okay, you robbed him. You're a coward. Take it from him while he's standing there. You know, he's he, he's the shit on the basketball level. Moving on, we're going to talk about this fucking, um, one of my favorite groups, right? Let me take a sip of this beer. We're going to talk about Wu-Tang Clan. I fuck with Wu-Tang. I spoke about Wu-Tang Clan briefly on one of my podcasts, you know what I'm saying? Journey, the journey that they've been through. I spoke about their show, because you know they got something on um, Hulu, right? Everybody probably watched it. Some people probably did. But, you know, the Wu-Tang Clan, let me take y'all back a few years, right? I'm going to take y'all back a few years because what I want to do is I want to give people the timeline about how all this shit came about, right? So we, everybody chilling. And I'm not going to give you, like, the, the mood, the music that was going through. You know what I'm saying? I'm just going to give you some game. So we we chilling, everybody outside, we chilling, we doing what we do, we we moving around, we moving around at the time. Right now we just starting to move, we 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 surfacing through the hood, we surfing, we getting around. This song comes out, cause I think it was all about like Daz effects at around that time. You wanna flex? And dies effects. You want effects on the nut for some dies. So that was the vibe. Um, dies effects. A tribe called Quest because they had the African shit going on. The whole Black Power shit was popping. Jungle Brothers. Next thing you know, you hear this shit. You better put to your neck. You better check your neck. Shit was different. Shit was fucking different. You know what I'm saying? I've heard it because I was listening to Funkmaster Flex in my crib at the time. I know I was listening to Flex. I had to be listening to Flex because I remember Angie Martinez was an intern for Hot 97 and she was Funkmaster Flex's intern. So I used to be in the crib every night. I go in the house and I turn my radio on to funk to Hot 97. So I'm listening to Flex and Flex dropped this shit. But before Flex dropped the shit, Stretch Armstrong and Bobito dropped the shit. But they would come on late, 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 late night, like one o'clock in the morning type shit. But Flex dropped that motherfucking Wu Tang Clan dog. And the Wu fucking clan changed the whole dynamics of rap from this day forward. Because let me tell you something. Because from the 80s, it was EPMD, Run DMC, it was Run DMC, EPMD, and shit like that. Juice Crew. Moving up a little bit. Dies Effects. Tribe Called Quest. All them dudes like that. Then Wu-Tang Clan fucked everything up. Everything. Fucked everything up. I'm talking about they scored. Something vicious they scored. And then what makes it... They ain't stopped. 
They kept the shit going like they was spitting, giving you music. Giving you music. And not only was they giving you music, they was giving you individual albums. Because Method Man shit was crazy. Everybody had a motherfucking tissue in their nose. Everybody had their hair half braided, half half out, half braided. Everybody had Tommy Hill figure. Everybody had 40 Below's on. The motherfuckers was trend setters. The Wu-Tang Clan. Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. There's no place to hide when I step beside the room. It was a different type of vibe. It was a different vibe. They had the world on their shoulders. From I'm talking about overseas, this this way, that way, this way, that way. The Wu Tang Clan represented. So what I'm here today, I'm talking about Wu Tang Clan. I'm talking about like it's hard for me to talk about the entire Wu Tang because you got to give a whole show to talk about them. You got to talk about Method Man. You got to talk about the Purple Tape. You got to talk about the way they had errors. The way they connected the dots was vicious. Because this was the crack era. This was the weed era. This was the real weed era. This right here is the fucking NBA weed. I'm talking about the motherfucking CBA weed. When motherfuckers was really dribbling and doing 360s and shit. This was the era when motherfuckers was weed spots. Took over the world. Well, my world. Long lines down the street. Like, shit. Motherfucker got to use binoculars. Are we there yet? Like, motherfucker got to use binoculars to see if he could buy weed. Motherfucker's like, yo, man, the line's still long. They at the back of the line. That's that Wu-Tang era. Well, motherfuckers was buying weed like it was fucking concert tickets. Friday nights. I could school you on the song. Friday nights. I can give you motherfuckers a dark story. Friday nights. We used to take walks. We hear every fucking car if you pay attention to your lifestyle when you grew up. You hear every fucking car screaming cash rules everything around me. Or Wu-Tang this. Or Onyx that. This ain't about Onyx though. Old Dirty Bastard. Fucking Triumph came out. Are y'all motherfuckers ready for me? It's the Old Dirty Bastard. Mm -hmm. That shit. They had the fucking hood on Smash. It was bigger than Jay-Z. It was a movement that people can't even explain to this day. I watched so many documentaries about people talking about the Wu-Tang Clan. And they just talking and talking and talking and shit. And they telling you how motherfucking relevant they were. But you got to really speak on it. Them motherfuckers had a wave that you had to fucking be good on the surfboard. You had to be nice to surf that wave. Because that shit right there, that shit was coming like this. Back to back. Jizza. RZA. 
sons of man. They branched off so much fucking talent. People forget about this shit. People forget about the small shit. Small shit people forget about. And these motherfuckers was too big to forget about. Play them now and people probably like, I don't want to hear no Wu-Tang Clan. Because they want to hear that bounce shit. That trap shit. Whatever the fuck it is. That shit they listen to. It's not and nothing wrong with, with the vibe. See, one thing I don't do is shit on the music. Because I love the music so much. And I grew with it. And I come from the era of hip-hop where I heard it. it's been judged since I've been listening to it. Motherfuckers ain't like Run DMC. Motherfuckers ain't like Cool Herc. Cool Herc is a little before my time. I came up in the end of the Run DMC era, the EPMD era. Then moving forward from that. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to keep it 100 with you. I came up from the end of the Run DMC era. And you stretch it out up until now. You see what I'm saying? Because it's a difference. Because there's a lot of motherfuckers that listen to rap, but they don't listen to rap. They don't remember the shit that was relevant. You know, I know the shit that was relevant. And Wu-Tang Clan was relevant. It's hard to dismiss them dudes. It's hard to dismiss old dirty bastard. Excuse me, everybody. I had to take a beer break. I'm drinking Bud Light tonight. A little Bud Light. But shout out to everybody that's tuning in. At new underscore wave underscore podcast. That's the podcast. That's the Instagram. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. As we get up off that Wu-Tang shit, because I can get very passionate when it comes to the Wu-Tang Clan. I can go in. Or any, any rap group, I can tell you I can get a little passionate about all of them. Excuse me. Today, as we finish this podcast out, I want to talk about peer support. How important it is to support your peers. You know, we got we got levels of support, right? Levels of support. You got family. You got friends, and then you got your other people that are not even related to you, but they support you because they like what you do. They fucks with you. But I hear a lot of people online, I constantly hear people say, yo, I need support for my family. I need support for my friends. I need this. I need that. And I'm here to tell you that You don't need the support from your friends that you think you need. 
because your friends are going to support you for whatever it is, whatever it's worth. Your family is going to support you for whatever it's worth. Let's not stress. Let's not stress who's not supporting you. Stress who's supporting you. Worry about who's there. Don't worry about who's not supporting you because if they're not supporting you, they don't count. They don't matter. Yeah, it'll make you feel good if your people's help you out. It just doesn't work that way. You know, it just doesn't work that way. It works that way if you were selling like, say if you're selling like a heavy, say if you're selling something like, like who knows, say if you're selling something like, like back in the days, the crack era, everybody would support the neighborhood drug dealer because Everybody supported the neighborhood drug dealer because they had what they wanted. That motherfucker just bought what he had. But see, people don't support you no more because they just don't want to. Come to grips with the fact that people are not on your level. And then you'll be okay. Everybody's not going to be on your plateau. You 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 put you hold yourself up here. Some people be like, nah, he ain't doing it that level. He ain't doing it. Show them. Show them what you're doing. You know what the Cuba Gooding Jr. movie? Show me the money. People want to see shit. Show it to them. Nelly said, I'm from the show me state. You show me seven, I show you eight. They want to see shit. Fuck it. Show it to them. See, the reason why people are not supporting, you got to look at them for what they're worth. And then, another thing, we're surrounded by nothing motherfuckers. People that ain't doing shit. They ain't gonna support you because they ain't doing shit. They like, fuck this motherfucker. I want him to be like me. I want him to be a fucker. I want him to be the ain't shit motherfucker. Nobody's gonna support you because they just don't wanna support. So support your fucking self. And I'm not saying this. I didn't put this. I, I made this podcast early in the morning around 7 o'clock one thing I don't do is I don't jab at people because I ain't got nobody to jab at I'm just telling you how it is support yourself don't worry about the people that don't support you focus on the people that do the people that support you matters They're the ones that matter. They're there. They're from the ground. They're from the bottom. They're rising with you. They're watching that journey. And it makes you it makes your success feel better when you know that they were there for the ride. 
You know, they there for the ride. They riding with you. They there. They like, holy shit, my nigga, my bitch, my whoever is doing it. You get more joy out of it. Knowing that they were there. So anything you do is going to be genuine towards them. Anything they do is going to be genuine towards you. You know, because it's genuine. If they fuck with you, it's genuine. It's just all out. It's, it's not because they feel sorry for you. It's, it should be like, yo, they really fuck with you. If somebody say, yo, cut my hair, and they constantly coming to you, they fucks with you. Because you, you hooking them up. You giving them that shit. You lining they shit up right. So they like, damn, I'm going to go fuck with my man real quick. Because he, he the only person that could do it. It ain't because, yo, he probably only cut one head a day. It's not. It's because they really fuck with you. So that's how... That's just how you got to... Just That's just how it is. The support, the support got to be genuine. Don't beg for support. Don't get online and say, I don't like y'all because y'all don't fuck with me. Y'all don't support me. Y'all just treat me bad. Fuck them. Support your fucking self. Invest your money in you and do you. Because if you keep scratching the surface, you keep clawing at the shit, the door is going to open. You're going to be in there. You're going to be there. You're going to be with the shits now. Or if nobody's supporting you in your neighborhood, change your environment. Change your whole identity. Find a quiet town and tie it down. Go to Hollywood. You know motherfuckers in Hollywood support motherfuckers in Hollywood. Can you imagine Bobby Brown connect? Motherfucker probably said, yo, man, these dudes ain't supporting me in Akron, Ohio. I'm going to go to Hollywood now. I'm going to take this blow to Hollywood. I'm going to make this money. He went out there and, and spread that shit around. Whatever, whatever. I'm just, I'm just basically, theoretically speaking. And he spread that shit around and now, boom. That motherfucker was making bread. Change your environment. Fuck it. You know, family ain't going to support you. Friends ain't going to support you. Change your environment. These people over here going to support. You know, I did a podcast a couple of weeks ago. I said, I want to thank you to everybody that supported me on Instagram. Only five people supported me on Instagram. Five. One, two, three, four, five. That didn't stop the hustle. That didn't stop the grind. Cause I see one thing about me, I'm a motherfucker that stood in that stood outside in the rain for bread. It don't matter. Your non-support is not going to stop my hustle. 
So we don't worry about the non-supporters. We fuck with the people that came through and supported. It's not about who 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 don't support. Fuck if you don't support, it ain't about you. Fuck you. Let's go. Let's move on. We making moves. One monkey don't stop no show. Let's keep this train moving. You see, when I see people, and that's the trend. Don't fall victim into that trend of saying they don't support me. Family don't support me. They don't do this. They don't do that. They're not supposed to. But showing the results. Showing the results. Wear your shit. Wear your shit. Let them see that shit. Throw that shit in their face. It's like pie. Put it in their face. You don't need you braid fucking hair. Your cousin don't come down to the shop, but she go over there. Fuck it. Let her go over there. Braid that bitch hair real official. Make her look like fucking Cleopatra. When she walk out the fucking shop, every nigga down the street hollering at her. Fuck the support, man. Fuck the support. Fuck the support you looking for. Focus on the support you got. Niggas ain't buying your shit. Fuck it, yo. You know what I'm saying? Y'all ain't buying my shit. That's y'all loss. I'm gonna go holler at these dudes over here. You know how big this world is? You ain't gotta settle for less. Sometimes they just don't got the money. They can't afford your shit. You too good, you too expensive. You too good for them. Let's not focus on the bad. Let's focus on the good. Let's not focus on the bad. Let's focus on the good. You know what I'm saying? We bigger than that. People out here worrying too much. They worrying too much. They worrying too much about nonsense. You can't change a person, the thought process. They are who they are. You know, I got a fucking hundred thousand friends, mad friends, whole bunch of motherfuckers. I don't focus on who don't focus on me. Niggas know it's here. They know it's out here. They know the work's there. They don't fuck with it. They don't fuck with it. Let's move on. You're not going to give me a heart attack over you not fucking with me. That's not what we doing. That's not what we fucking doing. We're going to make these power moves. We're going to focus on the jets and the, and the spaceships. We're going to focus on some out of this world type shit. We're not going to focus on no bullshit. So if you get anything from this tonight's podcast, understand I spoke on this before and I never changed my theory on it. I spoke on this before. We don't focus on people that not focus on us. No, uh-uh. 
When you're walking down the street, if somebody don't pay you attention, do you, are you worried about it? No. You walk straight. You you not you focus. I ain't worried about you not saying hi to me. Man, I'm moving on. Somebody else going to say hi to me. Don't focus on the people that's not worried about your grind. Basically, what they are, it's a stadium. It's a world. You know, I told my son the other day, I said the world is a big game, right? You're a player. I said, don't focus on the person selling popcorn. Focus on the buckets. Make those buckets. Score them baskets. Run them laps. Get faster. Repetition. Keep doing it. So this shit could go faster and faster and faster. And you could be better than them people selling the popcorn. Or trying. Keep going. Keep going. It's like a motherfucking uh, a hamster in the wheel. Just keep turning. Keep that shit going. Don't jump out the shit and stop, man. Fuck it. Keep going. Let's keep doing it. Let's do it. Let's 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 run to motherfuckers tired. Your tongue hanging to your fucking shoelace. Let's keep this shit popping. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Nipsey. They say the marathon continues. Let's keep this motherfucker shit going. I got a few minutes left, man. Shout out to everybody that's tuning into New Wave Podcast. This new wave. New underscore wave underscore podcast. We in the fucking building. Same show, different address. You already know what it is. You're gonna get the you gonna get you gonna get what you get. Fucking with the podcast. Shout out to everybody that's tuning in. Shout out to everybody that's gonna catch the rebroadcast. If you tuned in late on Instagram Live, you already know you can catch me on every major platform, Spotify, all that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds tiring, but I'm gonna keep saying it. iHeartRadio, iTunes, Google Play, Breaker, everything. We there. We there. It's not only Instagram, it's bigger than Instagram. We out here. Focus on you. That's what we talking about today. That's what we doing from this day forward. Focus on you. Holla at me, man. Peace and love.